WVIK Quad Cities NPR is here for you, keeping you connected to the world by bringing the world to your home. Even in extraordinary times, we're committed to bringing you the accurate information you need and the beautiful music and compelling stories you count on to help lighten your load. We're here when you need us because you've been there for us. Thank you for your continued support of WVIK. There is a risk of some severe storms this afternoon and early evening as a strong storm system moves through the region. Showers and thunderstorms are expected to develop this afternoon and continue into the evening hours and then clear out overnight. High today about 75, maybe some more rain tomorrow. It'll be cooler, 55, but we should warm back up to the 70s by Saturday and it should be dry Thursday, Friday and Saturday. The Iowa Department of Public Health reports another 393 COVID-19 cases and nine deaths as Governor Kim Reynolds moves to allow some businesses to reopen in 77 lesser-affected counties across the state. Scott County is not one of the 77. Ed Rivers, the head of the health department, says Scott County did not meet the criteria. The general explanation is in Scott County, our cases continue to increase. We look more like Johnson, Lynn counties than we do the counties in the rural areas uh, where their cases have never been uh, elevated or they're seeing fewer. Muscatine, Louisa, and Dubuque counties also did not meet the criteria. Iowa's total case count is now 5,868. The death toll is 127. Illinois' death toll inched closer to 2,000. Another 50 were reported yesterday, including two in Rock Island County. The state's death toll is now 1,983. State health officials added almost 2,000 more identified cases to the total in Illinois, which now stands at 45,833. Another 22 cases were reported by health officials in Rock Island County, and those two deaths, a man in his 50s, another in his 70s, another eight cases were reported in Scott County. So Scott County's case is now case count, that is, is now 216, and five deaths, Rock Island County's is 382, and nine deaths. The total in the Quad Cities, then, is up to 598 cases identified and 14 deaths. A judge in Clay County has sided with a Republican state representative who sued to be released from Illinois' stay-at-home order. Governor J.B. Pritzker has ordered residents to stay home if possible through the end of May, but Representative Darren Bailey of Xenia sued over the extension last week, alleging state law does not allow the governor to extend emergency powers without the legislature's approval. Pritzker, meanwhile, condemned the ruling during his daily press briefing yesterday. Representative Darren Bailey's decision to take to the courts to try and dismantle public health directives designed to keep people safe is an insult to all Illinoisans who have been lost during this COVID-19 crisis. And it's a danger to millions of people who may get ill because of his recklessness. Governor says he'll appeal the decision. A hearing is scheduled for next week. It should be noted that the ruling affects only Representative Bailey as of right now, but could have wider implications. The chance of major flooding along the Mississippi River in the Quad Cities has dropped dramatically over the past six weeks. Hydrologist Jessica Brooks from the National Weather Service in Davenport says the soil isn't nearly as saturated across the entire river basin. All the signs were there that it was going to be a pretty bad year again, and somehow we, we kind of got stuck in this 
cooler and drier regime and and we just haven't been able to get out of it for a while now for man we're probably going on a couple months now and she says that's the best thing that could have happened currently the mississippi in the quad cities is two and a half feet below flood stage and continuing to fall Expecting less revenue from a variety of sources due to the pandemic, the city of Moline has asked its departments to start looking at possible budget cuts this year. Parks and Recreation Director Eric Griffith says one possible cut for his department would be not opening the Riverside Family Aquatic Center. There's a lot of unknowns about if COVID-19 can be transferred through chlorine or chlorinated water. Um, along with the social distancing, if you know if this does continue during the summer, how can you monitor keeping a safe distance um, if you have to perform first aid, CPR, or rescue on someone? Griffith says hundreds of cities across the country are considering keeping their public swimming pools closed for the summer. A Quad Cities mother is keeping her daughter's memory alive in a new book. Herb Tricks has more. Four years ago this month, Bettendorf native Lindsay Thule was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive type of breast cancer at age 28, and less than 10 months later, she had died. Lindsay's mother, Diane Koster, owner of Davenport's Grape Life Wine Store and Lounge, honors her life and hopes to educate others in a new book, Lindsay's Legacy, A Mother's Memories. Well, I think it's it's a story of hope, and it's a story of courage. And it's a story of a relationship between a mom and a daughter. And it's very educational about that disease and kind of the different steps that Lindsay went through with it. Lindsay was first diagnosed April 18th of 2016 with stage 3 inflammatory breast cancer, which comprises just 1 to 5% of all U.S. breast cancer cases. IBC progresses rapidly, often in weeks or months, according to the IBC Network Foundation, and is typically diagnosed as stage 3 or 4. It's typically found in women in their 50s, not commonly picked up by a mammogram. It doesn't usually present as a lump in the breast, but rather as a redness or swelling. Lindsay raised money in a GoFundMe page, started the day she was diagnosed, and wrote 82 posts about her journey until her death on February 1, 2017. The webpage was shared by more than 18,000 people and raised $93,000 from more than 500 donors. I mean, something that she wrote in one of her posts was that, you know, she hoped that someday maybe some woman who was going through the same thing she was going through would come upon her writing and, and realize that they're not alone and that there's other people that have gone through this. I don't know. She just felt like it would serve a purpose after she either was cured or she was no longer here. She kept the hope, obviously, through her whole, her whole illness that she would uh, survive. Coster started writing the self-published book on February 1, 2019, and includes your commentary on each of Lindsay's posts with an introduction and postscript on what's happened since her death. Lindsay was not afraid of her formidable battle and possible loss of life. She had really strong faith, and she really dug in deep with her faith when she was sick and she read the Bible every day and she believed that this was God's plan and she just figured that he picked her because she was strong enough to handle it and would make the most of it as far as maybe helping other people because it was such a rare disease and educating and getting the word out using social media and using the GoFundMe platform. 
Coster hopes her book can help and inspire others. I want to help to save a life if I can. Diane Coster and her book, Lindsay's Legacy, A Mother's Memories, it's available on Amazon. I'm Herb Trix. Jonathan Turner contributed to that report.